0: What's up everybody? This episode of the podcast is sponsored by DistroKid. Super stoked to have DistroKid supporting the podcast. They're the go-to for digital distribution and the easiest way for musicians to get music into Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, TikTok, YouTube, and more. They offer unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of their earnings in stores 10 to 20 times faster than any other distributor. Fastest payouts, They help out with automatic splits, cover song clearance. I really dig this company, and I dig their business model that offers more features than any other distributor at the most affordable price possible for solo musicians, artists, bands, DJs, performers, and any other creators that are recording music in their home, and they also offer label services as well. The best part about DistroKid supporting the podcast is that they are offering Dan Cable Presents listeners 30% off your first year of membership, which is absolutely huge, making their already affordable memberships even cheaper. So check out the link in the episode notes. I will put that there. Or you can also find it in my link tree in my Instagram bio. Click that link and it will give you 30% off that sign up. Can't thank DistroKid enough for sponsoring the podcast. Let's start the episode.
1: down at the uh,
0: What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dan Cable Presents podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the program. Once again, if this is your first time listening, thanks for checking out the show. You can find fresh episodes coming at you every Friday. If you want to help support this thing in a free way, you can do so by clicking subscribe on iTunes, clicking write a review, giving the podcast five stars if you feel like it is deserving of so, And that will help propel this thing into the tops of those iTunes charts, which will give it more visibility on the national and international levels, helping strangers find the podcast and just a great way to contribute to the sustainability and the growth of this thing. Appreciate the hell out of all the folks that have already taken the time to go ahead and do that. And I appreciate you just for tuning in. If you want to support the podcast in some other ways, you can get yourself a Dan Cable Presents mug or a uh, Dan Cable Presents It's a Program shirts. Those uh, links will be in the episode notes. And I will also put the link for the monthly playlist that I've been dropping. Just put the May one out the other day. So that is there now. And you can also find the podcast on Spotify now as well if that's your preferred podcast listening spot just hit follow there and uh, the new episodes will pop into your feet every friday when they're ready or every other wednesday when the i dig records episodes come out with my cuzzo where we're doing the deep dive on a record last week we did the uh flying lotus los angeles album and drop in just uh in a few days we will have the the washed out within and without is coming at you for volume 17 of that so stay tuned for that and for this lovely episode of the podcast episode 253 it is another mother's day special as i have invited my mom to return to the podcast i had her on a couple years back and that was a uh, a mother's day weekend release as well and it was probably one of the best conversations that I've had with my mom and I would say that this one was uh also very very cool as well and I think it's special to be able to, to document these types of things on uh on tape or uh digitally I guess Just a cool thing to have for the future and and look back on. And I've done this uh, a few times with her now, in in different forums. And I just uh, I think it's cool what is brought out when when you're having a conversation on the mics with a a family member or a friend. Sometimes there there's a little more intent to maybe get into some conversation of, uh, of substance and maybe skips over some of the, the small talk stuff. And I just always appreciate my mom's, um, very candid approach to, uh, revealing things about her life, about her struggles, her, uh, her wins, whatever. Like it's, uh, it's always been very cool. And I think that I've found that, uh, a lot of people, find, uh, comfort or, uh, find her to be a, uh, a person they like to, uh, disclose information to or confine in, I guess. And that's very cool. Cause she, uh, we, we talk about that later. She, she kind of says the same about me, which I guess, uh, that's, that is, you know, obviously comes down the pipeline and uh to if that is true, then I think that that is a a cool cool fucking gift to get from from mom so uh yeah, stoked to share this one. I won't talk about it too much up top because it is uh a topic of- of conversation during this episode. But if you're listening to this on release day or release weekend, uh, I'm recording this on on May 6th, just a, uh, a couple of days before Mother's Day, and May 8th is my last day at my nine to five grind at this bakery that I've been running for the almost eight years, I guess seven and a half years, and uh, finally breaking free of of the grind and going to dip into this podcast stuff a little heavier uh amongst some other music endeavors and I'm I'm super stoked for it and uh I am just absolutely stoked uh about what I'm going to do with all of this uh time and and energy that I will have to to dump into things like this podcast and and other things that I want to be working on and and collaborating on. So I just uh, appreciate the hell out of all of the the longtime supporters and anybody that has just uh, shown love for for me as an individual, not even necessarily about this podcast, but just uh, been supportive of me as a as a person this last 3 months has been the one of like the gnarliest grind that I've ever had to endure with trying to uh maintain the 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 day job and and put all these episodes out and doing even more episodes now which I'm super stoked about but definitely takes more time and I also moved this last week so I've been preparing to move for the last couple months and transitioning out of the job it's it's just all been a lot and sometimes very mentally taxing and I am just so pumped to be moving on to the to the next thing and celebrating by kicking it off with a three-week road trip and going down to california seeing some friends that i haven't gotten to see since uh this pandemic has kicked off some people that i like to see regularly throughout the year if possible so uh i'm i'm so excited to to be around those people and and get to see some old friends but uh also catch up with my dad who I haven't seen in over 2 years and uh so that's going to be pretty special as well so uh get a little reset in and uh you know episodes will will still be happening amidst all that we we will still keep on the uh the every friday and the every other wednesday grind, but um, with it being Mother's Day weekend, definitely wanted to invite my mom back, and also just because she's been uh, such an incredible supporter of mine, and she's an amazing person, so wanted to uh, catch up with her on the mics, and I'm glad that we did this thing again, and uh, this might be a preview of some some Patreon material coming at you in the near future. Maybe these family chats or a monthly chat with mom for a little uh, little Patreon bonus content. So stay tuned for that. And uh, like I said, all the links will be in the episode notes. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Happy Mother's Day to all the people that have filled the roles of moms out there. And hope everybody is hanging in there, keeping your head above water, finding some joy in your day. And for you Portland locals, we got some live music going on at Produce Row Cafe. Every Wednesday, free music, Wednesdays and Sundays. This Sunday, Mother's Day, former guest of the podcast, Haley Lynn, will be playing the jams down there from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m., and then Wednesday, May twelfth, we got DJ Sande Blue, and uh, formerly known as Wool Beanie, and someone that has also been on the podcast, Quasimir. That was uh, Quas has been on the podcast a, a couple times, and he's another one of those people that has just said some things to me that have uh, really made me want to uh, make this leap into kind of doing my own thing. So I'm stoked for that one on the 12th and then on May 16th. Yours truly will be DJing doing a little brunch set over there on May 16th. Pump for that. I haven't done a DJ set in uh, in quite a long time, I guess, since the uh, since the pandemic. And then on the 19th, another former guest of the podcast, David Pollack will be down there playing a duo set. So killer music coming at you at produce row. And I will put that link in the episode notes as well. Their Instagram handle there. And uh, I'll be posting throughout the week. Who's playing over there. So keep up with that. If you're looking for some, uh, some socially distanced music, it's all outside patio seating. So, that is really cool during these times, and uh, we're going to get into this thing. Episode 253, Cena Velakis, My Mother, the Mother's Day special, back in full effect. My mom loves Neil Diamond, loves Neil Diamond, and uh, so that's how we're going to kick it off. We're going to play a little bit of uh, one of my favorite tracks off of one of the early Neil Diamond Records, touching you, touching me, and uh, this is a jam, this is a groove, it's Holly Holy" from Neil Diamond, let's do the damn thing. Hi. was listening to some Neil Diamond right before we started doing this. Just to, yeah, felt like that was a good way to get in the mindset to have a podcast with my mom. The Mother's Day special returns.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Nice yeah very cool
0: i was listening to the hot august so, nights uh number two the one that you always played in the car a lot when i was growing for, up and,
2: <laughs> yes and also when i was driving you and sean home from school remember? yeah absolutely and you guys were both completely tortured
0: yeah pretty much
2: In agony just yeah. going, oh my God, could this lady be any worse? I remember Sean just being like, Cena, just stop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. That sounds about right. Um
2: and and then he would like start singing and go, What, why, who would even listen to this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh I have a soft spot for it now. It's fun to listen to.
2: Yeah, well, I got that from I got that from your grandparents. Yeah, that's what that's where he that's where that started.
0: Yeah, Grandma went to that first hot August night show at the Coliseum or whatever,
2: the Greek Theater. Yeah, Grandma was the at the one at the Greek Theater.
0: That's amazing. And
2: the people were, if you listen to the the album, at one point. Neil Diamond's talking to the tree people. And there were seriously people at the Greek theater, there were all the trees. If you didn't have a ticket, people would seriously climb up in the trees to listen to the concert. So he was like saying, hey to all of his fans that were in the tree. He's like, hey, tree people, you still with me?
0: (laughs) That's amazing.
2: But yeah, Grandma was there.
0: That's so cool.
2: and she was digging it and i don't know if you've looked at the album cover or anything from that very first i mean i have that third. one on
0: vinyl the first one oh, do you yeah
2: oh okay yeah so you know he was all hippy dippied out and yeah um he was a big pot smoker did you know that
0: I just want to close the window real quick um
2: oh no worries. yeah you know i mean i know i know smoker
0: i know that neil was like you know part of the crew part of the hippie dippy like la folk scene he he was like really respected by a bunch of people that i love dearly like the bands, and he hung around like neil young and that whole yeah oh, that whole yeah. crew of people so yeah
2: And then he got, and then it was like this big traumatizing, crushing thing for grandma, which she probably doesn't even remember this, but it was a big deal to us too, because we were, we were little still. He got busted for pot. (laughs) He got in a lot of trouble. I mean, it was a big deal. It's like Neil Diamond's going to court for possession of marijuana.
0: (laughs) That's amazing.
2: And it was like, Grandma was like, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> this is terrible. But let's talk about you. Talk I'm about so me. What
0: do you want to talk this about me? Finally,
2: I want to talk about you because <laughs> this is finally happening. Dan Cable Presents <laughs> is going out on your own
0: yeah for sure uh, that was a big reason I wanted to have you on this week too because this is my last we're recording this a few days before Mother's Day weekend this is my last week for doing like a 9 to 5 grind for someone else and uh, yeah so like by the time this comes out I'll have one more day one more official day at the cake shop that I've ran for almost eight years and started it from the ground up and yeah just been uh going hard running other people's businesses for the last 15 years I suppose now so but uh I wanted to have you on because you've been such a a big supporter of mine over all of these years with all this crazy shit that I've tried to chase down or whatever and uh yeah just super appreciative because it's a it's a hard thing to understand I think from the outside and talking to more and more artists and stuff it's like it's usually kind of scary maybe for their parents to know that they're wandering into something that doesn't necessarily have Stability in it the same way that a normal or regular job does, but, uh, yeah.
2: I'm so excited for you. I couldn't be happier for you and I'm so proud of you. I just, I feel like you deserve this more than anybody. I mean, you've worked so hard for this and I don't have a doubt in my mind that this isn't going to go great places. I have so much confidence in you and you did, I mean, starting at the pizza place, you, you started working for him, but then it got to the point that you basically took over his stores for him. You were running his business.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, And you,
2: I mean, you did such a good job for him. That was Marco's, right? (laughs) It was was called Marcello's Pizza. Marcello's. Okay, sorry. Got it mixed up with the pizza place here.
0: In Norco, Um, California.
2: Yeah. And you like, oh my gosh, you, you worked your tail off for that guy.
0: Yeah, for sure. I did. And I learned a lot there about my work ethic and like what I was capable of. But then when I had the opportunity to come to Portland, I just had like a very much different mindset that I would not get trapped in some job that I worked like 60 to 70 hours a week in which I had no time to do anything that I wanted, including just like have friendships and relationships with people.
3: Um, Right.
0: And I just like came up with a lot of goals when I moved up here and that I was going to pursue all of like my creative endeavors and whatnot and I totally wasn't planning on managing that cake shop. It just kinda like happened and it was a good opportunity. And I learned a lot there too. Learned so much and I finally like found some sort of quality of life that was way better than I had ever experienced in a full time working situation. I finally got to work for somebody that cares more about, like, somebody's, like, her employee's well-being than, like, the state of her business at times, which is incredible and super lucky and, I think, like, very hard to find, and, uh, I was able to just do all the stuff I wanted to do and kind of start this podcast and do a lot of the traveling that i had been wanting to do, but, uh, I don't know, just, uh, I don't know. There's a, It's just like not, I just know it's not where I want to be. And oh, if yeah. the pandemic has taught me anything is that I love doing this podcast so much and I've just like kept doing it when it could have been very easy to just be like, all right, cool, this is a good ending point. I was thinking about wrapping it up anyways. Like, I don't know, early on in in maybe last year or so, I thought about, like, kind of retiring this thing a couple times where I was just like, oh, this has been really awesome, but maybe it's time to, like, do something new. But then I just kept having my weekly conversations with people, and it just kept feeling better and better and I was like there's no way I'm not ready to to stop doing this and I kind of like learned that the uh the only way to like keep doing it is for like to go all in on it I guess more and not have some 40 hour day job that I have to do and and try to do this at the same time and just uh, yeah, I've just kinda I'm just kinda sick of being at work and having all of these ideas and not being able to just like do them right away or finish the work day and not really have the energy to do what I wanted to do, and I know that this thing has kind of hit its ceiling if I don't have more time to put into it, and right. yeah, ever since i I gave that notice at the bakery a few months ago to prepare for that transition. Things just, like, keep falling into place. And good opportunities keep presenting themselves. And uh, I'm so pumped to fucking do Uh this and, like, to finally... Every creative endeavor that I've tried to, like, put a lot of energy into, whether it was the band, you know, for many years or then starting this, there's always been this full time job, whether it's like 35 hours to 60 or 70 hours and trying to like do that other thing after I just like, don't, don't really think that it will ever like serve its full potential. So I just like need to go all in on this and, give it its shot and like give it its time. And it's really not, I don't know if it, if I can't find a way to like financially support myself, like doing it after a year or two, it's like really not that big of a deal. I still have like, I think a pretty incredible business resume that I oh, will absolutely be able to find a job in the future, but I'm like not even, I'm not even thinking about failure in this Like, I don't Uh, even, uh, I don't think, I mean, it's, yeah, it's very possible, but I don't know. From what, from what I have seen, from what I have seen early on, it's looking like pretty great. And I'm already not scared of like what this is going to look like and how I'm going to sustain it because I think that it's already. Yeah, it's just like already, uh it's already proving to be the right decision for myself and the one that Absolutely. I've been waiting to pull the trigger on for so long. And I don't know, I've had conversations with you two about this over the years. And I know that you've like, there's just been certain times where I'm like, I'm going to quit my fucking job, mom. And you're like, what are you going to do? And I'm just like, I don't know. I'm going to figure it out, though. And I understand that that can be like I was saying earlier, you know, just like maybe a scary thing for a parent to hear, but I think that nothing but good can come of this. And, uh, yeah, just appreciate the hell out of all your support. I know you listen like really regularly and just, yeah, just constantly trying to, uh, lift me up in that. And yeah, so thank you. It's a, just, it's a great gift to to have the, the support of your parents. And I know it's like at times like really hard to even understand what it is I'm even doing, especially when I start talking to you about some of the like real business industry shit but, that I'm getting into is like kind of hard for you to like wrap your head around as it but, is for like even me at, at times. I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. Like I'm doing this thing and it <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You know,
2: I'm just so grateful and so I'm so grateful that you never stopped, that you haven't given up on this because as scared as I have been for you at times, you know, the times when you would call and go, okay, I'm quitting my job tomorrow. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> but I'm so grateful that you have not given up the podcast. And I'm so grateful that you've decided to step out there and go all the way with this. And also the other stuff that you've talked about that you're going to be pursuing and working on and collaborating with. I'm, I'm in awe of you and I'm so amazed. And you are so, you are so good at what you do. I, I just don't, I don't feel like this. I'm not worried about the Pizza Hut on the beach in. Was it a Pizza Hut? <laughs> now I'm trying to remember what that was. Yeah, the no, pizza going?
0: stand in Mexico. You know.
2: Yeah, the pizza stand in Mexico on the beach. I was worried, <laughs> but no, I I think you're gonna do amazing. And I'm also like so impressed by you because you talk about that. It's scary for us. It's got to be scary for you to be jumping off, but I don't want you to be scared because I think you're going to be amazing. I haven't even thought about this not working for you because you've got so much talent and you're just, And, oh, my gosh, the way you can have conversations with people is just, it's amazing to me. That's such a gift to be able to carry on these conversations.
0: Well, I appreciate it. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I just find it so, so rewarding. 98% of the time, you know, it's just like, oh, this this conversation changed my day like this is yeah yeah
2: it's so amazing to me like all the things like when i'm listening to you interview an artist or something it always like what you just said the conversation changes your day there's always something no matter who you've interviewed. There's always something that comes out that's like totally unrelated to music that I'm like, "Oh my gosh, even if you didn't even like music." Yeah. Or maybe you didn't like that particular style of music. That person just said something that just touched everybody that was listening.
0: Yeah. That's the whole point. This is like that I don't even really care if you I don't really give a shit if everybody likes the music every week. I mean, I'm obviously trying to curate something that I think is cool, but I also understand that not everybody listens to as many genres of music that I listen to. So I don't know if as long as like people can walk away with like learning something about that person or. The podcast has been so like crazy for my perspective. And that's like the most, I think that's the most valuable thing that I can get from it is just like continuing to get a different perspective on like, whether it's the music or like life. I love when the, when the podcast, like when we don't talk about music, I that's cool with me too. I'm about it.
2: Yeah, and that's kind of what I was saying. It just seems like no matter who you're interviewing, even if you did music most of the time, it always... And I credit this to you and your interview style, and people are really comfortable with you, and it just always seems like in every podcast, there's some, I don't know, surprise that comes out in it because all of a sudden the person you're interviewing just says something and you're just like, wow, that's amazing. And that's something that I'm going to think about now. For sure. And it had nothing to do with, yeah. So it's just, it's so great. I just love that you're so comfortable and people are so comfortable. And I just think that's because you're so laid back and the style that you use. But you know what? You've always been like that because I remember just like as a kid with you and especially more junior high, high school, it seemed like people would come to Dan and they would tell Dan what their problem was or what they were thinking. And I just remember that because it was so easy for your friends to be able to come and just be like okay this is going on or that's going on and that's that's special because not not everybody has that not everyone can do that i mean some people can't even listen
0: yeah i mean that's the constant that's the constant challenge of it is the listening part i'm not always good at it It might appear that way, but especially when recording the podcast, there's times where I have to like, I'm trying to like focus on more than one thing and like where, like if I'm going to talk to him about this thing and yeah, sometimes I still have to put myself in check and, and you know, like, you know, pay, just pay attention to what they're saying and the, the right, (laughs) the right question will come next. It's going to be fine, but. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just like, I just think it's like such a cool opportunity, especially at the, the stage of things now where I've like broken out of this era of the podcast where I'm just like talking to a lot of open micers, you know, and now I'm, now I'm speaking to so many people that this is what they do for a living and this is how they feed themselves as they make, money playing music or doing their art. Playing
2: music. So it's so, it's so absolutely. like
0: it's so crazy. Like last week I had Alice Ivy on from Melbourne, Australia. And I know. I've been listening to her I music know. like so much and falling in love with it so much. And then like I get to talk to her is like is so cool to me. So like I don't want to like I don't want to waste anybody's time. So I exactly. just want to have the best conversation possible i guess you know and just prove also to these people that i have like really listened to their music because i also understand that they usually have to do a lot of press that is very like stock questions and like they're often talking to people that don't may may not really I don't want to say they don't care about their music, but they don't really like know much about it. You know, they haven't really taken tons of time to listen to it. So
2: I think that also, because I do, I am a constant listener. I think I, I find that when you're interviewing some people, they're like really surprised that, you know, their stuff.
0: Yeah. That's, oh, it's, it's always they're so, like, so great. They're,
2: kind of, blown away. they're <laughs> kind of blown away by that. They're just kind of like, Oh, okay. Cause you're like, just right in there digging like so deep into the <laughs> album and you're like, okay, so track five <laughs> and they're like, what? And so it's always kind of fun to hear them real I mean, I feel like I can almost hear the moment they realize, you can hear in the in their voice the moment they realize, oh my God, this guy really listened to everything that I I put out there.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the biggest compliment I feel like I can get. Usually, is from someone that I'm chatting with, you know, to tell me, like, "Hey, yo, you really paid attention to the music," and I love that. Yeah, I I love that so much because
2: often know I do all like the lingo. Yeah, I know. I know you do. I don't know all the lingo about bars and. <laughs> yeah. Intros and well, there's other stuff. There, I there's know, a but, lot
0: of other stuff.
2: Yeah, like after the intro, and when it hit the crescendo, <laughs> and the da, and da, da 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 and the person you're interviewing is like, "Oh wow!"
0: <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> like, I think that's also that's
2: really cool. You really listen to this.
0: Yeah, that's also why I've tried to like incorporate more music examples like into the show this year too, you know, where I can actually like pinpoint yeah. a part and then just play it. So we're not just like talking about the thing. People can like hear what yeah. we're talking about.
3: Yeah.
0: I think it's yeah. funny though, like how much my music vocabulary has evolved since the beginning of this too. Cause there's so much I've never known music theory or anything like that. So, um, yeah a lot of it is a lot of it is stuff that i've learned just from starting the podcast and talking to a lot of musicians and you know when they use certain vocabulary and putting together what that means and then it becomes a part of like my music vocabulary to speak to people about which is nice because they know a little bit more exactly what i'm talking about if i can understand that a little bit more
3: I
2: just feel like you doing this is bringing like so many things together that you love, like the music, the being able to talk to people because I know that you really love having deep conversations with people. I know that I feel like it, it's important to you to not, I mean, not all the time, because we need to just be able to have fun together. But I also know those deep conversations are important to you. Yeah. And I remember, I don't remember exactly when it was, but there was a a short period of time that you told me that you thought maybe you wanted to be a psychologist, a counselor. (laughs) Remember that?
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure.
2: Yeah, not, I don't mean that joking around at all, because at that time, you really did mean that. Yeah, absolutely. But, so I just kind of feel like this is like, for me, I see this as checking so many of your boxes, so many of the things that you love to do, and just kind of bringing it all together.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's the it's like the stupid radio show that I've wanted to have since I was a kid. You know, obviously you know that I wanted to we talked about it the first time you were on the podcast I think of just me being in my bedroom doing the commentary play-by-play commentary ah, for my sports for my play, hockey yeah. video games and yeah, yeah that's I what I'm saying. Went, I, I mean, went to college our, to go to broad, like initially to for broadcasting. Broadcasting. You know? yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. So I feel like this is like bringing it all together.
0: Yeah except I wanted to skip all of the bullshit that the school was trying to talk about and get right to this part where we just get on the mic.
3: Yeah, there was I was like,
0: that. I don't know. There was all this. I, I don't know. I just didn't understand during doing. Yeah. I mean, I guess it makes more sense now, but when I first went into that program, it was all about just understanding communication which I guess yeah. I understand why you would teach that stuff but the the thing the, the reason I've gotten better is not from studying things it's because I've done this every single week for 5 years you know yeah
2: yeah like that's Absolutely. why I've, that's
0: why I've gotten better at it
2: but that's like Oh my gosh. I felt like that about nursing. It was just like, so can we all just get out of the classroom and could we actually work on a patient? Because none of us know what we're doing.
0: Yeah, let's get those reps. Not that, not
2: that, No, not that. I mean, that sounds crazy. I know that that's an extreme because you no, shouldn't yeah. just like, but you know what I'm saying? I felt like that too. It was like, Oh my gosh. If you guys never let us, let's get, can we get to the patient part? Because we're never going to be able to do this if we can't do it on a person, right?
3: Right, right.
2: So, I appreciate that. And I know that's not that's not a good comparison. Yeah. You do you do have to be at school and learn that. But I understand what it, you're right? saying.
0: That's a fine. I'll take I'll t- I think it's a fair comparison for what you were trying <laughs> trying to communicate. Yeah. And I think that you're right. This podcast definitely I yeah,
2: know. I get that.
0: Yeah. This thing definitely brings together a lot of my a lot of my passions, and I also have to be i think I'm more conscious now that you know not everybody is going to want to have some crazy deep revealing conversation, and that's totally cool. We can just keep yeah. it to the music and whatnot, and it's cool because, yeah, I'm as surprised as any listener when they're hearing something come out of somebody's mouth usually because all of my questions for the most part are like really just based on what I've learned about them through their music I try not to re- like- I try not to read too much about somebody I'll like try to find out where they're from and maybe learn a little bit but I don't like reading other people's articles about people usually because I just don't want it to really inform the conversation that I have with them or like I don't want to lead them necessarily into a bunch of shit I already heard them talk about you know if it gets there somehow naturally I think that seems like the better way to go for me at this point and is hopefully going to bring a conversation out that they maybe haven't had before
2: yeah, so. and it's, I don't know, and it seems to me like it, it somehow always ends up there. Yeah. But like you said, yeah, you have had ones that it was just kind of talk about the music, and
0: it's And then it's there's just ones, just that are, amazing. ones that are just super fun and goofy. Yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, but none of them, none of them are not, I mean, I think they're all amazing. Well, I think
0: that's because all... you're my mom. If you go know, back to their right. early episodes, it's not, it's, uh, it can okay. be pretty rough, a, you know? <laughs>
2: that's, that's okay. I'll go back to episode one. I'll go revisit that. <laughs> Except episode one isn't really even available.
0: No, it's not. It's locked in the vault.
2: It is locked in the vault. So when I get there in July, we should unvault episode oh, one.
0: Maybe, maybe. We'll see. That'd be fun. We'll that's see
2: vault episode one and, and, and listen to it, but <laughs> that's no, it's amazing. And I'm so excited for you. And, and, I don't know, I feel like all the stuff that you have learned to working that long at Marco's and everything that you learned at Marcello's. <laughs>
0: This is a very mom thing to do, though, so I like it. It's good for the episode.
2: That Marcos pizza, man. Okay, Marcos needs to move Marcelo's. But I feel like all that experience you had, and then all the experience with bunk cakes. I mean, where? I mean, I feel like that definitely has helped you.
3: Yeah, but I don't know
2: how. I don't know how. So Uh. tell me how
0: how to communicate just in general, how to communicate with a lot of different kinds of people, learning different people's like work styles, being able to tolerate people for long periods of time that you may not even like necessarily even get along with things like that. But also just the, yeah, just the multitasking of it all. And it's, uh, yeah just like attention to to detail of things and i just think it's either way it's like it's it's building like a strong work ethic and that can be that can be applied to anything so it doesn't matter like where you work if you develop a strong work ethic it will like i think It will be beneficial to you. Even if the other people beside you aren't working as hard as you and that pisses you off. Like it doesn't matter. Like just do it, do it for yourself because it will, it will pay off. And someone is noticing, I think. And even if it's only you, like, I just think like the discipline for good work ethic is good. And, uh, I think it can prove a lot to yourself because that's been another like big thing of this is like saying I was going to put out a podcast every week is like something I have stayed good on my word. It's been like a part of my weekly discipline. It's like, hey, how are we going to figure out how to do this? Even on the many weeks where I thought it was going to fall apart and we were finally going to miss miss a week. This never happened. Like it was like figure it out. Maybe it wasn't always maybe it wasn't always perfect but like it happened and uh I don't know I think a a lot like your your dad I have this thing of like my self-worth being tied to my production and like productivity and doing shit like I know he's very much like that even in his retirement uh his eighth retirement or whatever he's on
2: yeah yeah
0: it's like he's still like trying to fill his day with projects and getting shit done and that like makes him feel good when he has done a bunch with his day then he feels good about sitting down on the couch and having some wine and watching tv and whatnot you know or on his weekend or whatever exactly yeah i get a that's a lot a lot for me and my my mental which is not always a good thing
2: Right, but yeah, for the most part, don't. it's
0: great. I think.
2: Right, but you want to strike that balance because you don't ever want to just put all your worth on
0: exactly your work. Yeah, for and sure. The,
2: and that and that's when it messes with your mental. Yeah, but, but it's it's fun when that productivity is. Time, like,
0: yeah, go ahead.
2: Yeah, but at the same time, that productivity is really good for mental health. It's
0: just having the balance. Yeah. And it's also fun when that productivity is like tied to your creativity and like exactly. things that you really want to be doing. Cause I don't know if like most people are like this, but I, because my job is very mindless to me and I can just like do it without really thinking about things so much. Um, I just spend a majority of my day thinking about the things that I would rather be doing. And it's not like I'd rather be on the beach right now drinking Mai Tais. Like, it's like, oh, I really fucking want to, like, record this thing right now. And then I have a great idea for it. And then when I get home, it's like, yeah, I don't feel like doing that anymore. So, like I said earlier, I'm just, like, stoked to be able to have ideas and really put them in motion quickly and kind of be around a lot of people that are trying to do the do the same thing, and have kind of right. paved the way for me to even be in this position is like huge. So
2: your your worth ethic is so amazing to me, and I'm I'm so proud of you. But also, I I really admire your work. Ethic and your discipline. And like you said, putting out this podcast every week, man, there had to have been weeks, like you said, there were some weeks you thought it would never happen, but there also had to have been weeks when you were like, I don't want to do that.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Can we just let it go? I mean, and that's that discipline, that's huge. And I also, oh my gosh, that brings up a TED talk that. I just listened to a TED talk and I wish I had it for you so you could put it in the notes because I know this podcast well enough to know there's episode notes.
0: Yes, there's always episode notes. They have all the links. And do you know what it was about?
2: Well, I'm trying to look it up on my phone because it was amazing because this, it was this psychologist talking about, um, how people learn to change habits mm-hmm. and not and not just to change a habit to take that like one step further to where it becomes a practice in your life and she said the most amazing thing and I was like that is so simple it's good so she said she like tells clients, you don't even have to be good at this. So one of her examples was, okay, somebody wants, set, comes to her and says, I want to be a runner. And she tells them, okay, you don't even have to do it well. All you have to do is run one minute a day. And the person's looking at this lady going, that's insane. That doesn't even make sense. How, how would that ever even change anything? And she's like, go do it. Come back and tell me. Then these people are always coming back and saying, oh, yeah, I did it for a minute, but then I wanted to do it for five minutes. Then I wanted to do it for 10 minutes. Then I wanted to do it. And she said, people make these things where they make it so big. They make it overwhelming. They, They defeated themselves before they even started. Yeah. So she said she tries to encourage people. If you're like, you want to do this? Okay. Do it badly every day for a minute. And if you can commit to doing it badly every day for a minute, watch what happens. Yeah. And then of course it went on to a bigger theory. Once, once you start doing that and you're in the practice of that, of course, then you want to do whatever it is you're trying to do. Then you don't want to do it bad. And you want to get into it and you want to perfect it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, that's so easy. And it makes sense. And she said, people don't do it because it's too easy because we all make our next goal something so big that most people don't ever achieve it. Right. So I thought that was cool.
0: Small achievable goals is the way to go. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you know, I have some big ones we, too,
0: but small ones seem man, to be helpful.
2: It was helpful to me to hear that because that was like, when it went back to like, this time when I quit smoking, I wasn't like, I'm never gonna smoke again. Yeah, because if I told myself that I knew that I was gonna end up back where I was after four times of quitting. So I was just kind of like, Okay, so I did kind of exactly what she said, I did it badly, because I was like, Okay, for the next five minutes, I'm not gonna smoke. And that's how it started. And now it's been a year and six months. And now I'm moving more into perfecting that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I want to ever do that again. Yeah. So It's it's a super simple theory, and it doesn't always work for everyone. But for me, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Why not tell yourself to get up and walk to the end of the driveway instead of saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to go run a 5K next
0: month. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Small victories can make you feel good, too.
2: Yeah, but you just hit it. That's it. If you can, if you can just keep hitting the small victories, then all those small victories can turn into a big one.
0: Yeah. And you'll, you will desire them after you start achieving. Yeah.
2: And that was her point. And I, and, and to her point, I probably explained that very badly. She did a much better job. (laughs)
0: Well, (laughs) she has a TED talk. And you don't. She has a TED Talk,
2: and I don't have a TED Talk. And I'm looking here really quick to see if I can actually give you that TED Talk to actually give that lady credit. And not me, who's just rambling on, not even knowing what I'm talking about.
0: Just search Small Goals TED Talk. I'm sure it'll come up for uh, somebody, and somebody will find it people are very handy with the internet these days
2: or you could also tell them to just search um here we go i have it for everyone
3: okay all right all right
2: the one minute secret to forming a new habit christine carter
0: christine carter
2: c-a-r-t-e-r one minute secret to forming a new habit
0: Excellent. Everybody can tap into that and you can set small goals for yourself and we can all talk about our small victories sometime.
2: They turn into large victories. Yeah. Yay! Yay! <laughs> okay. <laughs> so did COVID make you move on this decision to go for this?
0: Uh, Yeah, I think just like that. Like I was saying earlier that I maintained doing this thing through the whole pandemic and tried to take advantage of more people being in locked in their home and maybe be willing to do the podcast. And yeah, I think just, uh, I kind of proved to myself that I was down to deal with the adversity of the situation and having to always do these over the computer and, I was like, all right, well, I guess I really love to do this thing. And I just really want to, really want to put some more time and energy into it so I can execute on all the things going on in my head. So, absolutely.
2: But did, did COVID make it more urgent, though? Do you know?
0: Um, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know if that really played into it so much just because I've been wanting or thinking about, you know, cutting out my financial safety net for so long now. That I just like, it was just kind of time, I think. I think I was just finally... Like, hey, let's just go for it. Like, it doesn't matter what's happening in the world, you know? There's never going to be a perfect time to do it. Every, I feel like every move that I've made has always been somewhat safe. Not that it hasn't been my choice all of the time, but I feel like I've made a lot of safe decisions, and this is the... Most unsafe thing I've ever done, I guess, in some ways. And it's very uh going to be dependent upon what I choose to do with my time because there's going to be no one to answer to except for myself and, you know, current and future potential sponsors and whatnot or artists that I'm working with. But other than that, you know, this is like this is like going to college no one's gonna call home if you don't show up to class so I'm just excited to see what I like actually do with the time like put it all into motion
2: I think you have I think you're gonna I think you're gonna amaze yourself because you do have so much discipline alright are you worried about that or no, structure or
0: anything? I'm not. I because just know that I'm going to, I will develop some structure to the thing. I will not just have some life where I wake up every day whenever I want or whatever.
2: Oh, you do? Yeah. You know, or like by a certain
0: things. time. It doesn't need to be like this time right. every day, but you know.
2: Right. right. There
0: will be days that I do things so that I have. I'm able to manage things in a timely order, and I need to like give myself deadlines for things, and you know. So, I I definitely will implement some of my own daily structure, you know, that will hopefully, definitely, hopefully, like be beneficial to my discipline. But it'll also be great to not be worried if I want to go see the the last band play at 10:30 p.m. on Wednesday night, you know? Because I can wake up at noon or 11 the next day if I want. Exactly. You know?
1: Exactly. So,
0: I'm just stoked for yeah. the freedom of everything mostly and to just yeah. like not have to miss out on opportunities because I have a job that I have to show up to every day.
2: Yeah. And, you get, and I think we talked about a little bit that because like you've kind of, you've let some people know that you're going to do this, that some op- opportunities are already coming your way because they're like, wow, he's, he's all in. Yeah. I don't now, even know the if the it,
0: yeah, it's interesting. Cause like a few of those things kind of just happen by chance and like at lined up time. at that time. It wasn't like, oh, he's right. really doing it. It's not, it's not even necessarily that they're just, the pieces are just like falling into place. And, uh, I'm also like really stoked and I feel real fortunate that I'm about to have this kind of open schedule to be able to spend with friends and family, like to be able to, you know, come out to Florida for like a couple weeks or whatever or 10 days um, and kind of be able to work from wherever I want to work from and then also get to explore a new city and get some podcasts in in different places. But to like have more time to spend with you and then spend Um, with dad in California, I think is like a very, uh, very cool opportunity. And I want to take advantage of that fully and getting around to different spots where I know people and spending time with them, you know, be able to crash with them for a week and get some work done and spend some time with them. That's, uh, that's something I'm super excited about too.
2: I'm definitely excited about that too. Yeah. That's going to be amazing. That's, I mean, I think that that's, I mean I don't know how it's hit every single person but that's been like I mean family is I you know you're you have always been like you're my heart you're so important to me but covid man this has been it's like wow we get, I I mean I've stuff that it just changes I don't know. For me, it's changed my perspective on a lot of things. Yeah. As far as priorities.
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: And I have so many things that I want to do with you to them. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. We can't, we can't just wait. It's because for me that COVID has put me in that, like, it's not an urgency it's just like yeah we can't be screwing around with like well maybe in five years well
0: yeah i mean i think that's just yeah for sure
2: to this or that because but also i also got to the point with covid that for me Um, I don't know if I told you this or not, but for me and my own mental health, I had to like step back from the COVID thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, being so paranoid all the time.
3: Yeah, for sure. Oh my
2: gosh. What if Dan gets COVID? What if grandma and granddaddy get COVID? What What if I get it? What if Mark gets it? And I finally got to the point where I've had my shots. I did everything I was told to do. Obviously, we're still being careful. I mean, we're wearing our masks, we're washing our hands, but I had to get to a place where I could just say, you know what, I'm letting this go. Yeah. Because for this
3: sure. can
2: this cannot dominate all my mental space and be so stressed out about this. Yeah. All the time. It's like, because I've had people say, Oh, we got the shots, and then everybody's freaking out. Oh no, but now there's a variant, and you can still get it, and da, da 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 da. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm pretty much over that. Sorry, I don't want to talk about it.
0: Yeah, I hear you. I definitely, I'm glad I avoided the paranoia of it so much. And I feel just thankful that I've been able to stay so busy that I don't even feel like not a ton in my life changed other than not being able to see people regularly which is like so good i was just so busy the whole time with work that's doing podcast stuff or whatever else so that has been awesome
2: that's so amazing and like to that point for me it didn't because because of the fibromyalgia and because of it being so bad and having had it for so long and having it impacted my life the way it did, COVID didn't change my lifestyle that much. It just changed more what I was thinking about. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. But I also... As much as I'm telling you, I don't want to talk about it, and I don't want to stress out about it anymore. I actually, and you know this because we talked during the whole thing. I actually, with it for as much as anxiety as I have, I'm like, I think I got through this pretty well. Yeah, because I agree. I I feel like a lot of the reason why I wasn't overly worried about it was because. I am kind of in a little protective bubble because there's been so many things I haven't been able to do. Yeah. Because of the fibro, so I'm like, this hasn't, this hasn't changed things that much for me, but it has made me, let's say, it's just made my bucket list. Uh, things on my bucket list have moved up.
0: Yeah. Strangely, this has been. It's funny my you know cousin Rob and I talk about this a lot but this has been easily one of the best years of our lives.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, is not that awesome. Yeah, it's That's I mean, awesome. Some, somehow no, amidst
0: all of the it's... the madness it's uh it's been really great somehow but I guess it's just I don't know finding ways to to stay busy and n- trying not to stress out on things as much as possible and just you know keep on moving it forward i guess
2: yeah that's like oh my gosh and like that's funny you just said that because in a lot of ways this has been a great year too mark's been home all this time
0: yeah yeah i keep hearing that from you know touring musicians or You know, even some of the athletes when all the sports were not happening, you know, like there's so many of those people that got to spend time with newborns or toddlers that they would have missed all that time, either out on the road doing gigs or out on the road playing games. It's, uh, it's cool to hear those stories and hopefully this is good for people's perspective and, you know one way or the other have it's been yeah. like a true test for me of like I would say one of the I'll 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 speak to you momentarily about maybe what one, one of the most important things or like greatest gifts that your mother has passed upon to you because it's Mother's Day special. But I think one of the most important things you've passed down to me is like compassion for people. And this whole situation has been like a true test of like my compassion for people and trying to understand people's thought processes, you know with all this shit going on, whether it's like the politics or oh, yeah, you know definitely. whether or not to get the vaccine and shit like that's uh it's been a gnarly. It's been a gnarly battle because like, I don't know. That's such a, it was such a, not that I didn't like look into anything regarding the vaccine, but like for me enough is like going on the Mayo website, one of like the most well-respected doctors, clinics, medical facilities in the world. And them saying like, yeah, you should get this vaccine. <laughs> like everybody should get it. And the only way that we get the group immunity is if ever like enough people participate in it.
2: Yeah. So like, I
0: don't know. It's just like such a no brainer to be like, yeah, of course I'm going to like get this thing. And not just because I have asthma and that's a high risk factor, you know, like I'm, I'm not really trying to roll the dice on getting it and getting lung scarring further my life right. or for like a couple of years or obviously, you know, just having people around you that are vulnerable to it. But I don't know, just like more importantly, I think it's just like, for me, it's like about the people I don't know that I'm affecting by not getting Absolutely. it, you know, and just per, again, everything comes back to the perspective thing and just like really, the older I get, I I think I'm just going to keep leaning into this oneness and like the connectivity of every single little piece and like how much like rhetoric and like dogmatic bullshit can like affect things and just how all actions, you know, have some sort of effect or impact and whatnot. So I don't know. It's been
2: absolutely
0: <clears throat> interesting on that standpoint, I guess, of just trying to maintain compassion for the folks that I, I don't understand at this point, you know, and not trying to try not to be like so self-righteous in whatever bullshit enlightenment that I think that I've achieved, which yeah. I think is like a forever changing process, you know.
2: No, it's definitely hard because I, I want to drive as a nurse. The nurse in me wants to drive around in the van and pick everybody up who didn't get the vaccine because they were scared or because <laughs> they were miseducated. I want to drive the van and pick them all up and put them in it and go get them their vaccine. And then the other part of me wants to be like, yeah, I really get why you don't want that. Because I, because I, because, because I actually do. I had a conversation the other day, with, um, it's one of the few places that will still go to, go out to eat because it's outside, and they're being careful. And in Florida, it hasn't been careful. It's been like free for all. But luckily in Tampa, with, we've had a mayor who's done the mask mandate and the whole thing, and just. So anyways, we were talking to the waitress and we said, we're so happy we've had our vaccines. So, um, and she said, yeah, I'm not going to do that. And I just, it just gave me pause a minute. But then I just said, um, I get that. I said, it's a personal choice. And then she started telling me why she didn't want it. It made absolutely no sense to me, but what was more important. Yeah. But what was more important to me is she's a person and I respected, I didn't respect what she was saying, but I respected the fact that she strongly thought that was her choice.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: And, and she, And she's not trying to harm anyone because she really believes that the vaccine could harm her. Yeah. So just to have to be able to be like, okay, that, you know what? That's cool. I get it.
3: But I I want
2: to get it. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, I want to, I meant that in that moment. I really meant that. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Because that's, how i want to be but some days i don't mean that some yeah. days i'm like i just want to drag you to get vaccinated
0: right and i'm just like yeah i understand that you don't want to do it and you're you know you're i appreciate the skepticism i think maybe you should do more research on the history and the science behind vaccines because they're incredibly safe and um yeah I don't know it just when you start talking about your the own harm that it's going to do to you I guess it just like goes back to feeling like it's like a selfish thing to me and doesn't really like serve the serve the team and it's just like it's okay I guess if you're like if that's not where you're at you know and you feel like this is such an inconvenience um, like i don't really care to like hear about bitching about things going back to normal from you probably if you're not like down oh, to
2: absolutely. down to get absolutely. the vaccine and whatnot you know you know it was really interesting she said and this is such a common misconception so I'm just gonna throw it out there for people who are listening and maybe are on the fence.
0: You go ahead and she fact said, check this though, because I'm not endorsing anything my mom says. So she was okay. a nurse. She was a nurse.
2: Okay. <laughs> you, just, going, you, just kidding. You go can ahead. Fa- go ahead. You can fact. You can fact check this because this is true. They have been working on COVID vaccines for over 20 years. And this wager said to me, they they came up with this vaccine in six months. That's not true. So, just you're just saying, like,
0: that they've been trying to come up with something to treat something of this nature for 20 years?
2: Exactly, because COVID is not new. This is a new strain of a COVID virus.
0: Right, right understood
2: so if you do go back and you research this they didn't just go oh overnight we've yeah, got something yeah,
0: for sure well i know that we've both it's, had our our both of our doses and you know we're still alive yeah, to tell the story we are. and we uh,
2: are and you didn't get all sick yeah, you I got a, I
0: got no, I just got tired on the second one. Pretty tired, maybe yeah. some headaches, but you know, I had an excuse to lay in bed and watch TV all day. And that was there pretty all right. And I don't like I don't want to dive too deep into the the vaccine shit. Um it's just
3: No, uh, not either. When
0: we you know, it's... when we speak about compassion, like that's where my my struggles are at right now is like trying to find understanding understand that
2: um to try to understand that so for that
0: you know like if your excuse is like or not excuse but like your reason is that you personally are not at high risk then i'm just like cool (laughs) i get like do it so for the other people
2: yeah do it for somebody else yeah you're not doing it for you
0: because we do need so
2: we can get, enough we got,
0: people to do it. <laughs> we need we the other thirty percent to, to to get on board. You know.
2: Exactly. And if you want, and if you want to get back to normal, that's the only way we're getting back to normal.
0: Yeah, and is
2: for everybody to jump on.
0: And just also be like super appreciative because there's a lot of like poor countries that. Will have no access to this shit for years.
2: Exactly. So, exactly.
0: I don't know. Like I don't yeah. But
2: also, yeah, when you also look at that, that's I mean there's a whole socially ju- a whole social justice piece to this because the countries that you mentioned that will not have access for years. It's gonna end up in that country. I mean, so the countries that do have access, yeah, get your vaccine.
0: For sure. I didn't say it. I didn't say get your vaccine. My mom did, though, so I would listen. I'd listen to that. Um, Let's talk about most important or, like, biggest gift you feel like you have received from your mother.
2: Oh, wow. The
0: wonderful Grandma Winnie. Who cousin and I were just talking about her on the last episode of I Dig Records because we were talking about the dude Flying Lotus and he has this like really cool spiritual connection with his aunt, his great aunt was Alice Coltrane, the amazing um, artist, and uh, we were just kind of talking about how fortunate we feel to have Grandma Winnie in our lives as like this ultimate spiritual guide.
2: Oh, well, there you go. That was perfect opening for the ultimate gift that she has given me. Uh, faith. Dang. Definitely my faith.
0: Faith. It's a big one.
2: It is a big one. It's a big one. Having that- faith in
0: something seems to be uh, pretty key in those, uh, those times of struggle.
2: Absolutely. And we've talked about that before. I've told you many times in in my in my worst places, if I didn't have that faith in God, I, I don't know how I would have pulled through. And I definitely got that from my mother, yeah, and that that is um, because like you said, You and Rob saying she's some kind of spiritual leader. Um, Yeah. She just, when you watch somebody model that kind of faith, unshakable, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's, that's amazing. And so that's, she gave me that gift.
0: For sure. I feel like I was maybe as far as religion was maybe like raised with a little more of like this man in the sky, God a little bit. Do you feel like your perspective on what God is has shifted a bit? Like, do you see yourself like leaning any more towards like finding that within yourself?
2: Oh, definitely. I mean, I think that relationship is always changing and always evolving. Um, I always felt that connection, though. I mean, from probably junior high. But it definitely, as I get older, it gets deeper. And... And it changes. I mean, it's more all encompass encompassing. <laughs> Could you pronounce that word for me?
0: Encompassing is what you're yeah. grabbing for. Yeah, thank good. you. Good.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Good, <laughs> good one, Dan. Thank you. Good say. Um yeah, so it changes. But that's interesting to me that um that um that was your perspective that
0: i yeah i guess so i mean i guess that's... yeah i don't know i feel like maybe i started there's like maybe a few years back maybe i started like introducing some some of my ideas to you of just about like that we oh, are what? like we are god and we are jesus kind oh, of shit
3: yeah Definitely,
0: Because I think that that's like something I align with really heavy now is like that like God is within, especially like being somebody that doesn't really like fuck with re- organized religion at this point and kind of likes to yeah. pull pieces from different uh, mythologies and things like that. But and especially no. especially as I dig deeper into the things that I want and and go after those things like really starting to like I identify or like understand when when the you know when they asked the dude at the end of the game you know Like, oh, how did you, how did you win it? And the first thing they say is like, first, I got to thank God. Or like when I, when I hear people accepting awards, like that means something like so different to me now than it did growing up. And I feel like I, I understand it now because there's like, there's like a certain trust or like faith that you have to like put into yourself and something else, like just really trust it like that that line of trusting the process is like all a part of that, I think. And and just like seeing, seeing things unfold in a certain way. Like I've been recognizing a lot when I'm talking to somebody or having a conversation with them. It's like, Hey man, if you didn't go after the thing that you wanted to do and I didn't go after the thing I wanted to do, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Like we wouldn't even be in this room or, you know, just those little, all the little pieces that have to like connect and unfold. And then just even speaking to the shit, when I put in my notice at my job, it was just like, as soon as I did that, there was some, you know, obviously some, I was scared a little bit to just be like, "All right, well, I guess I don't need a paycheck anymore. I'm going to figure out how to make my own paycheck every month, you know, and I have like this very small like window of time to do it with no money, you know, and but then just just things started happening. It's like, oh, just fucking they're they're happening cuz I'm like leaning into the thing that I believe in or that I trust in." Where I trust in myself that I've like done enough work to go after this. It's not like some illusion to me that I'm Exactly. Like whether I'm good at this or decent at it or whatever, like I don't it's yeah, it's just like not an not an illusion to me.
2: So So along like that whole line you remember when we went and saw Phil Collins in Miami. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember this, but right when he came out on stage and he started singing, I looked at you and I said, Dan, this is a God thing.
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah.
2: Do you remember that?
3: Yeah, yeah. So so, yeah, Yeah.
2: if you ask me, has it evolved? Definitely. Yeah. Because I'm like, when I hear music like that, when I, I mean, it's in everything. Yeah. I mean, so like amazing music. I mean, that's like to me, that's like, wow, that's this incredible music, this incredible talent. This is all God's stuff.
0: Yeah, for sure.
3: That
2: beautiful sunset. It's a God thing. Yeah. That, the um, the gorgeous green water of the, caribbean sea it's like wow and the sand and uh, yeah it's everything
0: yeah it's interesting though because it's easy to like forget about those things around you if they're not new it's like you can easily identify like how beautiful the caribbean sea is but also like it's insane that you can just like go outside and there's a tree in this like big universe above you and like it's that whole uh, idea is if you like if you treat everything as if it's God, you know, or the Christ, you know, you just like put so much exactly. more like value into that. Yeah,
2: you're so much, and you're so much more appreciative of it and yeah. you take better care of it and you're and you're just so much more grateful for it.
3: Yeah, for sure. So
2: Also, also gratitude. Um I think before we even got on this that you had sent me a little note maybe we were going to talk about takeaway um takeaways from covid.
0: Yeah. Just um, like what how this me, year has shaped oh you.
2: Oh my gosh. Gratitude. So much gratitude. So I mean I don't think that I have ever practiced so much gratitude in my whole life. And that has been amazing. And so it's obviously, I mean, it's a great thing. But I just feel so grateful for everything. Every, every day. I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm Even what we were just talking about. The sunset is amazing. Yeah. I'm grateful. My, I am.
0: But you. I, I, I am. Yeah. I think you give a lot too, which is just cool. Like maybe the ultimate way to like learn that, you know, the whole you got to give it to get it. And then you give back mentality. And like, I know that you have been taking care of your neighbor who is like a new neighbor and pretty much like a stranger to you up until the time that you just like volunteered to like kind of start taking care of this woman after her husband had died and like even done some things previous to her husband passing. And like, I just think like that's incredible to me because I know that's like not the first person that you've done that for, you know, and like reached out in that way. And that shit like blows me away. Cause I know it's incredibly taxing and like takes an incredible amount of like, patience and just to like sit with somebody and i'm assuming that's another thing that you just like really get from your mom and like something i've picked up from her just like walking around convalescent homes with her and her sitting with somebody that maybe doesn't have any visitors and shit like that just blows my mind so you're amazing for doing shit like that thank
2: you thank you But I also, oh my gosh, that's so crazy that you brought that up because I'm, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that I, I'm so grateful that I've had this experience with her. And I'm so grateful that I have been able to be there for her. And part of that has been, um, if we weren't going through COVID, maybe I wouldn't have been able to be there as much for her. And because like, oftentimes I would go travel with Mark. And so that's like really given me the opportunity. And it's amazing that you brought her up because just yesterday, Dan, um, she finally got her diagnosis and um, it, that yesterday was a bad day. <laughs> so um, she's 100% full-blown Alzheimer's. That was the diagnosis. Wild. And so just kind of having to, like, be with her family, like her kids, and say, yeah, this is, yeah, doctor said, that's it. She can't live alone anymore, or she's going to have to go to memory care. Right. So all of that, like you were saying, you give, you give back, whatever. You give it. It all. all,
0: all, Yeah. You got to give it to get it. And then you give back.
2: Yeah. But it all. Yeah. It all comes full circle. And I think that when you are giving it. You got it. It's not like, oh, I'm going to give this because I want something back.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, you definitely got to You, definitely, you, gotta do, you gotta do stuff for people you, with no expectation in return.
2: No, no expectation and just do it because sometimes you just do it because it's the right thing. You don't really want to, but you know it's the right thing to do.
3: Yeah. And yeah. then it
2: turns into something. And that's a God thing. For me, then it turns into something so much bigger, so much better than you ever imagined it would be.
0: Yeah. And just shifting that mindset of like, I get to help this woman, not I have to like or it's the same thing that I've talked about as far as like sometimes feeling overwhelmed with that weekly commitment of doing the podcast of like, I don't have to to do this. I get to talk to this person today like they're taking their time. To to talk to me.
2: Exactly. And talk about like gratitude, Dan. And also giving and getting and that whole circle. So I take her to get her first COVID shot, right? I wasn't even eligible to get my shot, but because I took her. Yeah. And I'm a, they gave me my shot.
0: That's right. Yeah.
2: And it's like I wasn't like, oh. Well, I'll just take her because if I do this, then maybe I'll get, you know? Yeah. It took her because it was really, it was so important that she have hers. Yeah. So, um, it's just the whole thing's been like really, really amazing. Um, But I got to tell you, you got to risk it for the biscuit.
0: (laughs) Oh, man, that's bad. But we'll accept it. We'll
2: accept it. But you'll accept it. You know,
0: but going back to what you, when you were asking me if, if like the COVID pandemic sparked my, my need to pull the trigger on this. And I would say not as much as death has. I think that's like the most powerful thing that I've encountered. So I guess that can go along with the COVID thing of being afraid of getting it. But I don't know, for some reason I wasn't necessarily like scared myself of getting the virus and dying from it. But I would say like overall, um, like the passing of Brayden has been like heavy in the, like it's maybe like, I don't know, getting closer to three years on that. And just like, to know how stoked he would be like knowing that I'm finally leaving this day job that like he helped me open this store and like wanted me to escape, you know, six years ago, you know? (laughs) So like to know that he would be, he would be pumped on that, but also just like just understanding like how short things can be and just not wanting to spend my time, doing shit that I don't want to be doing if I don't have to be doing it like I don't have some some kid to financially feed at this moment or take care of and so it just seems like silly to me to keep doing things that I don't necessarily want to be doing and um, right. I feel like
2: exactly
0: I feel like my financial security will hopefully come at some point in my life but you know i'm cool with like where it's at and i don't i don't like have some huge desire for these things at the moment you know so i'm just uh yeah i want to go after it because of those things those the death has been a huge impact on my life it has shifted the perspective more more than anything probably so um in the best of ways though in very good oh, ways absolutely and i guess that's like another thing i have to like remember when i think about having compassion for the people i don't understand is just that all of our life experiences that we encounter just shift the way we see the world so much and not everybody Sees the same thing or experiences the same thing, which I guess is why it's so important to for me personally to gain as much perspective as possible because I know I'm not going to experience everything, but hopefully I can at least like figure out a way to I don't know have some compassion for it, I guess you know. So, absolutely, um, yeah,
2: and not just. I mean, I know that Brayden um was the first person that you were like really close to well, you were close to Sandy and Aunt Sandy and stuff, yeah, but like style, but,
3: to, yeah. but this
2: was a friend. Yeah. This was a peer and a very close friend. Yeah. And I know that that like was such a huge impact, but it wasn't I mean, just recently you just lost someone else and I know in between that. In between Brayden and the most recent person, that there were other people that yeah lost. yeah for sure. So and
0: whether or not like so, I have but, a significant relationship with them or just like hung out with them five or six times, like
2: but yeah. still, so that's a big deal. That's yeah. a big deal. Even if you hung out five or six times, to know that you had even a little bit of a connection with someone that passed that's big yeah that's a big deal so that's definitely a big influence but also do you feel braden just oh
0: yeah yeah for sure it's like
2: uh going go dan go (laughs) Ah, it's like feel his spirit
0: oh yeah i don't know if it's like a go dan go in my mind because i know that's like nothing he would ever say but there is definitely he is a constant fuel for the fire of, like, just go after all the shit that we talked about or, you know, that we both individually wanted to do. And, yeah, I wanted, I definitely, like, want a part of me, like, goes after the shit I go after for him, I guess, or, you know, or just wanting to, like, maintain that spirit, which is something I talked about on another podcast like recently is that's just like a huge part of it is I know that the, the spirit of that is, is only as alive as I want it to be and what I maintain it to be to a certain degree. But so I, I definitely feel that and I have like relics of him around me constantly. So you
2: definitely know he's, with
0: you. Yeah, keep like his hats and a beanie of his like on my studio monitors, on my and yeah, just like pictures around or whatever and say what's up and, you know, I'm telling them I'm doing the thing. So that's cool and uh yeah, along with you there's been nice. There's been plenty of there's been yeah, so many people that have been so supportive of this transition and yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like there's been some little things that people have said to me in the last few years that have really, really stuck with me and like given me the, the faith, you know, to, to do this being out in Spain for a few weeks with my buddy Frank. And I told him this, like, A week or two ago when i or maybe it was like a month ago i called him and told him i was doing all this shit and i was like yo man i just like want to thank you when we were in spain we were in ibiza actually and we were just like you know talking about going after things and he was like yo dude you're one of the like hardest working people i know and like you will figure it out if you want to go do this shit like you don't need some guaranteed paycheck like you will figure it out you're not somebody that is going to like allow themselves to like be out on the street or something so yeah mm. shit like that absolutely crazy so
2: oh my gosh that's amazing
0: yeah and that's- and you of course as i've said multiple times during this episode big big supporter of the the podcast and the whole thing just me as a person so it's really nice to have that support and that understanding and uh it's cool that you recognize how much time i've put into this and yeah it's really cool so
2: I have a question for you I think you've written some really amazing lyrics hmm. what are you gonna do with those <laughs> and are you gonna keep writing
0: uh, uh yeah I mean I'm always writing I'm always writing music always recording little voice memos and I don't know maybe I'll stop hiding behind the podcast and try to release a few tunes of my own now that I have some more time but it's not like a it's not a priority it's definitely like a mental health thing for me it uh feels it feels like something bigger than like me needing to share that with people when it's happening now and uh yeah it's
2: oh Very cool. Yeah. Would you ever, but with things opening up and maybe future connections, I mean, not necessarily that you would ever want to, because I think we've talked about this before. um, Would you ever consider um, selling any of it?
0: (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. That you think that, that is not no no that's very funny no no that no, no. Not funny. Okay. that's, that's enough that that's enough for this episode that's mom uh, talk that's mom uh, talk uh,
2: no, anyways that's, that's very kind of hilarious. you
0: mother I have no I, I have no desire to uh, push my music in any way I like writing I think every once in a while I come up with uh, something that's meaningful to me so. That's cool enough for me. I have no intention in pushing it. I will maybe play some open mics here and there, maybe play a set no. here and there as I have over the years, but it's still not like my priority. I like I like to play. It's a nice like cathartic thing for me. It's great for my mental health to spew some words into the air and see what comes out is is great. See but that's- yeah.
2: So that's just for
0: you. It's just for me right now, you know, but I'll, you know, yeah. maybe I'll, I, I, yeah. I wouldn't no, like, that's cool. I wouldn't say that I will not record any music and maybe put a song or two out. I've, I think that that's like a real, that's a real possibility, okay. you know, do you have, I don't know, we don't have to pinpoint one, but do you have a, um, are like 250 plus episodes of this thing do you have uh just like a couple that maybe have stood out to you as your your favorite over over the course of this thing uh
2: yes okay so oh my gosh please don't let me get this lady's name wrong because it was a really big deal okay um
0: oh, are you talking about the Katie Tunstall the one na- yeah, because that was like the first person yeah. I had on that you like knew the song. You're like, This is a huge billboard yes, song, I yeah. guess. So, yeah, for sure. Cool, I that's know, cool. No, that's good. It, that's that's rad. Was that was a, a that was awesome. That was a that was very cool to get to talk to KT.
3: It, it was a great, it was a great, great chat. I
2: mean, that was amazing. Um and i um now i'm pulling a grandma granddad thing on who was that (laughs) um absolutely loved and oh my gosh i i hate to refer i can't remember the name of the band i mean it was so amazing his story um He's a
0: recovering addict. Uh, yes. Tobias from Soft Kill.
2: Thank you. That was SoftKill. The, f-
0: the first one I did with him was episode 181. And that is when we dove yes. deep into the mental health and the yes. the, the life yes. of being an addict and crime. And and he was yes. so candid. Yes. And we talked about his recovery. And then I had him on recently at the towards the end of last year. Yes. And that was also really great. So both of yeah, those soft kill ones with Tobias are those are those are special ones to me for sure. Yeah.
2: And the other one was um oh my gosh. I wanted it feels like they're like such a crazy band, but I loved it. And they moved to New York
0: know no. what you're talking
2: you about. interviewed you interviewed
0: her in a church oh the gold casio one yes and yeah. they, yes they did yeah, move yeah, to yeah, new york yeah. you're very you're correct
2: okay gold casio. oh man yeah, that was awesome that's funny that awesome. i i
0: was very very stoned for that gold casio one and it's funny because oh, i found yeah. out um from their manager like a few weeks yeah. after that podcast um And I I spoke with Ariel, who's the singer of the band, Yeah. and uh, she told their manager, who's a buddy of mine, she was like, I think I got Dan like way too stoned. (laughs) It was very funny. Well, that's cool.
2: But no, that that was very cool. It was very, it was, well, maybe you don't remember then if you were way too stoned, but that was a very good, it was very interesting
0: cool yeah i don't i mean that was that one was a while ago now so
2: oh i know it's crazy out of 250 episodes boy
0: well those are mom's picks and uh Um,
2: no mom also picks uh mom also not just because he's my nephew but
0: the I Dig Records with the I Dig Records Third Eye Blind episode.
2: Yes. So that I was Dig a couple Records, weeks ago. So that, yeah. People need to go back and listen to the I Dig Records third eye blind episode. That was that was amazing, even if you don't know of Third Eye Blind. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think most it, people do it was,
2: <laughs> Okay. But I'm just saying, in case we have any older listeners out there. That was an amazing episode. That was so great. Oh, my gosh. Right on. So so many.
0: Cool. Well, do you want to say it's a, Oh, my
2: God. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, I can't. I can't because... I told you. This wait, doesn't
0: need to be a 10-minute segment.
2: <laughs> I... Oh wait, no, Mike and the Moon Pies. Sorry. Mike and the
0: Moon Pies. Mike and the Moon Pies, final endorsement from my mother. Uh Mike and the Moon Pies from Texas, great band that I met at Pickathon a couple years ago. So, do you want to say um do you want to properly end the Mother's Day special with a it's it's a program?
2: I do. It's a program. <laughs> I did
0: it wrong. It's a program. It's, it's a program. A
2: program. <laughs> it's a program. It's a program. Well, it's a program.
0: Mother, great oh, chat boy. again. You're always a a shining star of the podcast. You, <laughs> Everybody loved when you came on. I got so much feedback the first time that you came on, which was really great. So I'm excited that we could have you return for the Mother's Day weekend. And you're such a incredibly kind sweet person and very grateful for your support and presence and love and all that stuff that you uh send my way on a regular basis
2: well i'm very grateful that you are my son
0: that's cool (laughs) that's good
2: (laughs) i am i thank god for you every day dan
0: that's very nice
2: it is very nice.
0: Shout out to you're God.
2: Shout out to Big God. Bless up to Thank God. Bless up to God for 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 letting me be Dan's earthly mother. Okay. And then I just wanna say Phil.
0: Phil Collins? Phil
2: Collins. Yeah. yeah. If you're listening, Phil.
0: Get him on the podcast, Mom.
2: You're you're gonna be on the podcast. Dan's going to be here, he, he'll come to Miami, and and you're going to be on the program.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that that is probably going to convince him. I don't know if I told you, but they put out a cool little podcast series with him it's called A to Z with Phil Collins, and it's a very short series. Each episode's only about 15 minutes, and Yeah. It's called A to Z with Phil Collins. Great little interview with this guy. And yeah, great Mm -hmm. series for you, Phil Collins junkies out there. And um,
2: Well, I will definitely check that out. But I definitely will be talking with Phil's people. Good. Because he'll be on DCP
0: (laughs) Presents. That's awesome. Yes. That's awesome.
2: Because DCP will travel to him.
0: Absolutely, I'm willing to go wherever Phil wants me to go, or we can do it over this here computer.
2: That's right. There we go. You
0: know, so and it,
2: and it, and it will happen.
0: <laughs> whatever you say, it's, it's, whatever you say.
2: Um, it's one of my goals.
0: It's one of your goals. Perfect. It's one of
2: my goals to get Phil Collins on DCP presents. Okay. And I, and I'm working working on it sounds good okay
0: all right okay. um well we're gonna play this episode out with a track what are we gonna play it out with let's
2: see oh we gotta play it out with some phil
0: you want to play it out with phil collins yeah okay i feel like that's pretty pretty fitting i think so um you have a particular song that you would like to to hear it out with, or you want me to pick one? What do you want to do?
2: I think you should pick one that you think would be appropriate. Hmm. That would be meaningful. I think you should pick one that you think would be the most meaningful to your mother.
0: Oh, to you. That's yeah. That, that's hard. That huh? is hard. Hmm. Okay. No, I like the challenge. I'm up to it.
2: Okay. Okay. All right, then I'll let you do that. Hmm. Pick one that you think that I would have a great Dan memory from.
0: Oh, man. It's hard. Trying not to just pick my favorite song.
2: (laughs) That's what I'm saying.
0: No. Um... What are you? Wait, what are you saying?
2: What What do you think is What do you think is one of my Phil Collins favorites?
0: Yeah, it'd probably be like "Dance into the Light."
2: (laughs) Dance
1: into the light.
0: Actually, you know what I think would be like a great song that would like would maybe serve both is is the self-titled track on both sides of the story.
2: There you go. You got it.
0: Cause I feel like that's, I don't that's, know. That was the album that I was old enough to be out when it came out alive. That was the tour that we saw him on. Yeah. And that's a CD that got played a lot in the car for sure.
2: That's right. <laughs> you I know what is
0: that. also a great song though? If we're not going to do that one. Is what? Jesus, he knows me.
2: <laughs> oh, that is awesome. That's awesome, too.
0: Yeah, except I don't think you wanted me to appreciate the meaning behind that song when I was that young because it's I definitely know, it about like some evangelical selling of religion. But, um, it
2: is, it is. But all right, the... you pick him, you pick him. We're doing
0: both else. sides of the story. It's already been picked.
2: Nice. 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 Cool.
0: And if awesome. I get sued for it, it'll be worth it. So um
2: Okay. But nobody's getting sued. All right. But if Phil but if Phil wants to talk about that we did both sides of the story, he That's can come cool. to yeah. the DCP Presents podcast and talk about it.
0: Yeah, and if you want to harass my mother on Instagram, I'll put her um handle there so you can uh you can contact her and whatever you need to do you can send her your love whatever you want to do but uh yeah thanks for doing the thing mom
2: thanks for being you dan
0: doing my best to be me and uh we're gonna play it out with this both sides of the story from phil collins nice and that's the jelly jams and we will catch you on the flip side side. portland
2: portland
0: florida
2: florida
0: daniel i live in florida now
2: (laughs) i live in florida daniel and for anybody in florida who's listening dcp presents will be in florida you can (laughs) Get me, hit me up on my Instagram and I will get
0: you on the podcast. All right. And uh, great job. Great job. You're a pro and uh, we'll talk to you next
1: time. is a job with a little respect so he could get out while he can we always need to hear both sides of the story both sides of the story neighborhood is shining it's not brother shrugs to his sister and says, looks like it's just us from now on. All oh, we always need to hear both sides of the story. We need to hear both sides of the story.
0: want to give a big shout out to distro kid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast can't say thank you enough to distro kid for their support of this thing and make sure you go into the episode notes and find that distro kid link to receive 30 percent off your first year of membership with distro kid making their already affordable prices even cheaper for you so make sure you take advantage of that and the link is also in uh the link in my instagram bio on the link tree so you can find it there as well big thanks to distro kid stay up stay tuned